Hello everyone. My name is Saliha Wazirzada. I'm a filmmaker on a spiritual journey. In these podcasts, I will be talking to people from various industries, backgrounds, and experiences. And together with you, we will dig deeper into their spiritual connection with their own being or with their own soul. We'll be sharing stories of people from various backgrounds by plunging deeper into their soul connection and get them up close and personal so they can feel comfortable to share their inner stories. Furthermore, the idea is to have a soul reconnection space where people can understand the common thread binding all humanity for we are spiritual beings first. Welcome to the 18th episode of the Untold Story Told. Today we're joined in by Adrian Wedro. Adrian is a student mentor, business mentor, customer service specialist, English specialist, and also a mental health assistant. There's a lot more to Adrian, and so today we'll get to know him a little up close and personal. How are you today? I'm great. How are you? Yeah, good, good. Uh, it's about 11 p.m. in Sydney right now. What time is there at your end? Wow. Um, I forget that you're in Sydney. It's just gone one o'clock in the afternoon here in, I'm just outside of London. Okay. Yeah. Like, um, and uh, that, it's yeah. amazing because uh, what, we're, we're at the end of October and the sun is streaming through. Wow. And I'm going to go and take my dog for a walk later after this uh, of this podcast because I want to make the most of it while I can because England the sun doesn't shine very often (laughs) so when it does you take full advantage (laughs) and pretty much all of you have a dog I mean Adam has a dog you have a dog yeah yeah for me that's the truth then like you're the only two guys I know from the UK so all people in the in England take dogs out for walks right they do they they do (laughs) this is like a common thing it's you know it's it's really helpful because it gets you out of the house and it gets you to do some exercise because people really hate going to the gym um so the dog forces you to go out there and take some exercise yeah what what, like that is so harsh of dogs to do that to human beings yeah how dare they right how dare they put that pressure on you <laughs> How dare my dog look at me like that and say, "Are we going to go for a walk today?" Or yeah. So, from your dog's point of view, could you introduce yourself a bit? From like, a dog's point of view? Yeah. From oh, your dog. That, from your dog. I would be. I would. Oh, <laughs> this is this is harsh. This is harsh. Okay. So 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 I'm 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 my dog. I'm Tally. Mm-hmm. And uh, so you want to know about my owner? Yeah. My owner is 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 weird and he is cruel. Uh, he doesn't take me for three-hour walks, which is what I love. In <laughs> fact, five hours w- would be better. Um, some days he just forgets to take me altogether. He just sits at his screen, uh, either the small screen or the big screen, all day and all night. And I just look at him and, you know, and he, he doesn't do anything. And I'm really angry with him. And sometimes I show my temper. I just, I, I, I turn my back on him. <laughs> And I don't come when he calls to teach him a lesson. <laughs> but when he, 
But when he does take me for a walk, I love him because we go for three hour walks and it's just the best thing because we, he takes me to a forest or, or to the woods. We just don't go like walking in the street. We go to really interesting places. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's groovy. <laughs> when, when I do do good, I do real good. But when I'm bad, I'm really bad. <laughs> <laughs> so it looks like the owner and the dog are pretty much the same people. Like I, yes. I, yes. Isn't that is so true when they say that the dog sort of echoes or, or mimics or, or, you know, that there's some sort of um, uh, biosymmetry mm. because I've noticed that. I, I mean, she's, she's seven years I've had her and I've really, really picked up on that, that, that yeah. she has, she's echoing a lot of my characteristics and my family's <laughs> characteristics. And it's, it's kind of worrying, you know. <laughs> She, I said this, I was joking to Adam, but actually I, I really think that my joke is actually based on truth. She is kind of depressive. She mm -hmm. shows depressive behavior sometimes. Uh -huh. She has very little, and I often wonder, God, we're getting into a whole different stream of, of consciousness here talking about dogs. I, yeah, I'm not a vet, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know anything about dog psychology, but, but I do think that sometimes she's, on, she's on, the, on the spectrum that she's got some form of Asperger's or something because mm -hmm. she really has... Um, some incredible behaviors that mm. I think warrant some, some uh, psychologists coming in and, and studying her. <laughs> mm. Mm. It's interesting how, um, you know, dogs somehow become, um, we think they are our pets, but yeah. actually having them is teaching us about how to be, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, you're That's absolutely right. Thing to think about if you get it. It is. I mean, for, for example, um, you know, people, I, I often, I, I've come to realize that dogs aren't all the same, which before I used to think, well, you know, dogs are, are dogs or, and then I came to believe that dogs are, are intelligent and they're more intelligent than cats or cats are more intelligent than dogs. Mm. Now I, I'm, I'm more honest about it. And I just say, actually, they're all individuals just like us humans. Yes. Some dogs are smart. Some dogs are not so smart. <laughs> um, and my, my dog is definitely on a different level. Mm mirroring me she's yeah. not quite normal so yeah. for example she doesn't like any other dog on the planet earth wow. it doesn't matter if it's a chihuahua it doesn't matter if it's a great dane she just doesn't like any dog no dog mm. so she's a bit like me sometimes i go through periods of like i don't like people i just want to live in a log cabin on a hill far away and live my life and she's just like that Mm. She'd be very, she's very happy on her own. You know, we often toyed with the idea of, should we get another dog, keep a company? Uh-uh, tried that, didn't work. Didn't work. She is a solo dog. <laughs> it's quite bizarre, really. She's cool like that. She's cool She's like cool that. like that. That's it. She's just cool <laughs> like that. <laughs> now, tell us a bit about yourself. Like, if you were to introduce yourself, like, who, oh, no. who are you? <laughs> no, 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 no. You, 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 you haven't got a podcast long enough for that. You haven't got a podcast long enough for that. Without really. the contradictions and without the fights, which we're going then, to get then, into. <laughs> then, 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 then there is nothing. <laughs> My name um, is. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, so where, where do I start, really? Um, because it really is complicated. And, and I think this is part of the attraction and, um, and, and, and the, the disassociation that people have with me. So mm -hmm. for example, this is why a lot of industry doesn't like me. A lot of uh, recruiters mm -hmm. don't like me because I'm not of the factory conveyor belt, which means that they have to study me and nobody wants to do that. They're like, come on, we just want someone to fill this position. Now this guy's complicated. We have to study him. He's weird. He's not normal. Mm -hmm. So, um, mm -hmm. I have, um, 
I really don't know where to start. Seriously, I've never been asked that before. Um, <laughs> how far back do you want to go? Okay, should we start with the most recent and work our way back? Let's yes, do that. Yes. Okay, so, so currently, um, God, I feel a bit bad saying this on a podcast. I've just, I've just left a job um, to start um, my own business. And uh, it's not completely solo. Uh, it's with two other friends. And we are desperately trying to change the culture Mm-hmm. of uh, banks and insurance company finance industry in general okay in the uk okay um so we've started this out um we are trying to make inroads to as i said to completely change the culture of how the finance industry deals with its vulnerable customers of which now in our current predicament in the entire planet mm-hmm. everybody's vulnerable everyone has problems everyone has issues and we need to address how and then on a wider scale later, further on down the road, how business in general deals with their customers. Mm. Why can't we be nice to, to, to each other? Mm. Why does everything have to stop or start and stop with just the, 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 the money? Yeah. Why can't there be some niceness thrown in there? Why can't? Yeah. I, I, it's a rhetorical question because I know the kind of answer to that. And it's because, you know, money is important. Time is money. And, and, and therefore, that is why it's always been that way. However you're going to lose customers if you don't treat them right. And so what we're saying is, why don't you take the long-term view instead of the short-term view? Mm. If you treat your customers right, long-term view, you're going to retain customers. You're going to make customers happy. They're going to tell their friends, their family, and you're going to make more customers. You're going to make more money. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, but I digress. So that's what I've decided to, to quit my job over okay. and do this full-time now. Um, so, so I've thrown myself that's... into this. Is that a moment to do like a happy dance? Because you said I feel bad saying it. I think there's more like a happy dance happening. <laughs> like, yeah, I did it. I did it. I did it. No, I tell you, it does not come without trepidation because you're wondering where you no longer have a paycheck and you're thinking, well, yeah. I, I've, I've got bills to pay. Yeah. And so I hope it makes some money real soon. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's, 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 it's a, it's a almost mm. happy dance. Mm. So well, prior I, to that, yeah, I feel it's like on. a current thing right now. Like you would be feeling like this right now, but I don't know. I'm feeling like the future you is happy. Yeah. is having a happy dance. Like the, oh, I promise you, you, if if this works out, then yeah, yeah, uh, I, I I won't stop dancing. <laughs> <laughs> That's so interesting, so interesting. And we were talking about contradictions right before we started this conversation. And yeah. it was getting really deep, like about how on LinkedIn you tend to get into fights and so they would be banning you. And what's that all about? Well, it's, it's the fact that um, I suppose it stems from the fact that I'm a sensitive person. And I, as a child, I experienced a lot of bullying. And that is probably not being fully addressed in my psyche. And during my, my later years, I learned to stand up for myself. I learned to, to protect myself, defend myself. Mm-hmm. And that has led me to want to defend both myself and others who I feel are being treated poorly or not even just being treated badly. But I'm starting to feel, I don't know if, I, if it's true, if it's imagined, but it feels like there's the rise of a lot of selfishness lately in life. And I'm seeing that on LinkedIn. And it also feels like that we are being taught that the right thing to do is to be selfish, to be arrogant, to be takers instead of givers. Mm. 
and that draws me like a moth to the flame. Uh, I, I just want to vanquish all of this, and I, I, I want I want to have a a robust discussion with some some of the people that put some of this stuff out on LinkedIn. How can you feel it's right to say this? How can you feel it's right to advertise that this is the right thing, that this is what we should be doing? When, to my mind, morally, ethically, it is wrong. Yeah. And so I challenge. I'm a challenger, yeah. or I have been a challenger recently. I've 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 taken a. I've taken a like, like like some time out from LinkedIn because it wasn't doing my mental health any good. I was getting drawn into too many challenging situations. I was challenging people's um, whatever it was that they were writing about because they were said, "Oh, this is how it should be." And I said, "Well, why do you just have that perception? Can you not include other people's perceptions? Because I don't see life that way. This yeah. is my experience, mm. and you haven't included that in, in 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 what it is that you've said." As I said to you just before we went live, um, I went onto LinkedIn and I saw this article which says, stop saying sorry. Mm. Stop saying sorry and start saying thank you instead. It says, so next time you're late for a meeting or for, for, for class or whatever, don't say sorry, I'm late. Say thank you for waiting for me. And immediately my blood started to boil and I was like, God, I could really imagine that. If I walked into any of my teachers or, or even my senior managers meetings, and just looked at them and said, oh, yeah, thanks for waiting, guys. They would just say, you are the most arrogant, self-centered. What mm. happened to sorry? What happened to apologizing? Mm. It's not all about you. Mm. And, and yet this, is, this feels it. like it's being taught. This feels like that, that, that you know, these self-appointed gurus on social media platforms such as LinkedIn yeah. are starting to teach people this is the right way to behave. And if we follow these people, humanity not not just not just business humanity as a whole is mm. going to start dissolving right before our very eyes we need to bring humility back we need yeah. to bring empathy back we yes. need to to bring apologies back yeah. there is nothing wrong with these qualities these are strong qualities these are not weak qualities no and 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 i i, I felt so I, I go down and then i come back with this fight so mm. I was really, my, my heart sank when I read this and, and then immediately I start to feel the rage mm. and I want to, I want to be the knight, you know, mm. drawing the sword and fighting for, for, for justice. And I, I started writing this huge sort of uh, response mm. and then the little voice inside my head that, that I've started to nurture, just said, Adrian, what's the point? Just, just don't get involved. You're going to get involved in another fight on LinkedIn. Um, and you're just, it's, it, it, it's like a wildebeest being surrounded by hyenas or any other wild animal <clears throat> that you choose. You can't beat them all. You'll take one or two down with you, but yeah. eventually they'll, they'll pull you down. So don't get into it. I feel when they put out posts like that, <clears throat> they're actually challenging people. And that is one of the marketing strategies where you put up something which like makes your head spin, like what yeah. the, yeah. and so people like us who are generally more sensitive yeah. Um, I'm more of the like just thinking in my head kind of person and I'm like yeah. what was that that I perceived and I just forgive people like that but yeah. like then people like you would be like I need to say out like yeah but that's what they want that's what they're calling out that contradiction and yeah. somewhere someone out there is watching all that fight and is so happy because it's helping them get more not like that focus yeah. that not that noticing yeah so it's so it's so like 
um, devious. Like everything is so like. It is. Devious is the perfect word. To pull you in and to get you in a space. And then you're like, oh, I'm surrounded by these robots and these yes. weird people. Yeah. And am I the only human here? Yeah. You know? It's, it's like manipulation. An yeah, like an invasion or something. Yeah. That's exactly how it feels. Yeah. And so I have been um, teaching myself to not get involved. Yeah. And as I was saying to, to our friend Adam the other day, I said, I, I am, I'm teaching myself to only go on to certain platforms to do what I have to do, either work related or, or social related. And then I, and then I come off, I, I step away. Cause if I start looking around and scanning, I will find something. My eyes will, will settle upon something for me to be involved with, yeah. which is going to take my time and energy away. It's going to raise my stress levels. Yeah. And it's not going to do me and my mental health any good. So yeah, yeah, I decided, you know, sometimes we start, I'm starting to hear this phrase, you know, um, this shouldn't be the hill to, to, to die on, but, you know, pick your fights, pick your battles. And, and that, that's very true. And that's why I've decided to, to stay away from a lot of social media platforms or, or at least just, just go on them for, for a very short period of time. Cause I don't want to waste my energy and I don't want to start a fight and I don't want to give the impression because impressions are so easy to, to create yeah. in the eyes of other people, but their perceptions and people start thinking, oh, this guy, you know, oh, look at this guy again. It's always him. And I'm not that guy. You're not I'm that just, guy. I'm not that guy. I, I, I'm just trying to stand up for what's right. That's all. And see, this isn't the way to do it. I, I realize it's not the way to do it. As it. you've just said, I don't want to be manipulated no. and they're trying to manipulate me. So I'm not going to do it. And the thing is, I love this about you, Adrian, is that I keep noticing that you are so genuine with the way you feel, like you're telling about all your vulnerable parts and everything without at the same time thinking that I would be judging you or anything like that. Because I think you've come to a point where you've accepted that all these bits are you and there's yeah. no one way of being like seriously is where I stand I really believe that if I had to explain like every bit of me to someone they'll be like whoa like what is wrong is she even normal right yeah, and that's yeah. what it is many of us don't come to that point in our lives where we recognize all of this I'm pretty sure everyone has a multiple personality thing happening but not everyone has come to that level of awareness of or spending that time with themselves or had those situations that get them to awaken to the fact that we are so many people in one and it's all about learning and going and even if you don't learn that's fine but don't be hard on yourself like that is what people are doing. They don't learn to like everything about themselves. Like I am the way I am, right? You know, that's so interesting that you bring that up because I think that everything you've just said, it's just, just a belief. I, I don't know if there's any truth or fact behind it, but I have a feeling hmm. that exactly what you've just said is part, if hmm. not a major part of the reason we're seeing an explosion in issues surrounding mental health because people are realizing that something is wrong. They don't know what it is. They can't put their finger on it, but they know something is wrong. Yeah. They feel different. Mm -hmm. They act different to how they're being told to act perhaps. And, or, or they can't make peace with who they find out that they really are. Mm -hmm. And then they start feeling depressed. They start feeling manic. They start feeling 
scared, they start feeling worried, they start feeling out of place, or everything you can imagine, because they haven't, as you just said, they haven't sort of sat down with themselves and said, listen, it's all right. I am the way I am. Mm. I need to embrace it. Sure, there are flaws, millions of flaws, mm. but I, I need to own it and I'll work on it and I won't be hard on myself for it. That's, I mean, that's been my experience. So I'm, I, I can't, surely can't be alone that, that when you, you realize that you are different from everybody else. And, and even that's wrong for me to say, because we're not different. No. Some of us are trying to fit into something hmm. that we shouldn't be trying to, to, to fit into. Yeah. And it, it almost feels like it's not that we are different. It's just that some of us have chosen to stand up. Yeah for the people that we yeah. are we're being honest with ourselves look this is who i am or warts and all flaws and everything this is who i am and i'm not saying it's great i'm not one of these people that says oh you know um accept mm. accept me as i am i'm not asking you to accept me as oh, i am i'm yeah. i'm asking you to accept the bits that you like and <laughs> i will try and change the bits <laughs> that i know are bad i, I know that, that, that there are really bad things about me and i'm not asking you to accept those at all because oh that's wrong you shouldn't have to accept them you see if how i'm rude to you if i'm arrogant to you i'm not asking you to oh just accept yeah. me as i am yeah no 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 no. don't accept no. that part of me no no but but do understand that i'm a work in progress and in fact all of us are works in progress mm. and we struggle every day love that love that that idea of work in progress because the thing is that um people tend to think that you have to become you one day you will become this perfect version of yourself until then it's like a journey to that perfection but uh, people who have reached to reach that level where they got everything they wanted to facilitate themselves yeah. to be that perfect person actually come to that hierarchy of that like the maslow's hierarchy of needs and like yes. whoa actualization yes. now that i'm here yeah. Who am I? You know, who am yes. I really like? And who was I aspiring to be? And what is this whole perfection thing? Like, seriously, um, one thing I would like to say to you is that do you understand this part where I, I get this a lot? People go like, oh, whatever happened to, to you was uh, it was good because you learned a lesson from it. And so you move forward. To me, that does not ring true because I feel um, and as you said before, also, now that I'm older, which I would translate as the longer you have lived, I think yes. that's what it is. That's what yeah. Oprah also says. And the longer you have lived, you realize that even though you do learn, you, le you do go through experiences, not necessarily there's a lesson in it. Not necessarily do you learn from it because Correct. you could be doing the same thing you did at 13 at like what, 47? Yes. Yes. And you'll be like, oh my God, I'm 47 and I'm doing this. And yeah. people do that. Like I, at 37, have done things which I was feeling like it felt a bit similar to when I did them at 16. And I'm like, whoa, how does that happen if this lesson thing actually works? Yeah. I don't think there's a thing called lesson. We've just put that on ourselves because that's how books tell us there are morals. There's a beginning and there's a middle and there's an end. And exactly that, that that and that you've touched again on it like when you said that the, the books are, are telling us this and, and that's like how i found linkedin was that the, the self-appointed gurus for, for one of a better word or leaders thought leaders i've got nothing against them in general but the fact that they are telling you that there is a particular path there is a particular pattern there is a particular formula i'm sorry that just simply isn't true there is there's a path that is 
for you and only you can find that out you don't need someone else to tell you what that path is mm. you will learn that in the time that you are supposed to learn that yeah um yeah. i haven't read a single self-help book in mm. my life and i'm not about to start now um my advice to everybody is just have an open mind mm. have your eyes open have your ears open mm. and go and experience life go mm. and meet as many different people as you can mm. And you will learn that way. You don't need to learn it from a book. You don't need to learn it from someone who professes to know the way. Mm. The way is you. You are the way. Yes. And you will decide what is right. And, 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 and life will show you. You, you, will, you will get knocks. You'll get plenty of knockbacks if you're doing the wrong thing. You'll get plenty of knockbacks if you're doing the right thing. Guess what? That's life. <laughs> it is true. So, and so, so what are you supposed to learn? What are you supposed to learn from that? Oh, I, I, you know, I did the wrong thing and I got knocked back. I learned something. Now try and do the right thing. Oh, but I got knocked back there as well. So what have you learned? Tell me what backs. you have learned. Knockbacks are a part of life and that's it. Yeah. Always get to teach. Exactly. It's, it's, it's a mixture of things. It's like ingredients when, you, when, when, you, when you're cooking. It's, it's, it's ingredients to teach you resilience, to teach you uh, silence, to teach you listening skills, to teach you everything. Everything there you can learn if you want to learn. You don't need a book to teach you. You don't need a, a, a TED talk to teach you. They're great. I, I, I watch TED talks. Yeah, they're great. Hmm. But don't live your life by it. Yes. Don't say, oh, you know, uh, 10 rules. I keep seeing these on LinkedIn. 10, 10 things that, that, that super professional people do every day. Hmm. I, I, I could find 10 things that they do every day that are really bad as well. Hmm. And they're still super professional. It didn't change them. I, I love this, how you're explaining all of this, because I did go into a thought uh, pattern where I thought about these things. And this comes into play when I thought about, uh, when I got into soul coaching and I was like, what kind of a person am I? Like, um, and I realized that there, for me, it was two ways I could do this. So I, I always like to bring it to like an easier way to understand things. And the way I could visualize it was, was either... I'm leading people like a leader. This is what you do. Yeah. Or I'm a person who goes with the flock and, you know, you're just going, you're like, yeah, you're doing well. And we're all the same. We're not different from each other. And if you That's need right. me, you can hang on to me. Like you can exactly. hold on, but then you can let go and go yourself. Like I'm there to tell you that you have the magic within you, that you have the power within you. And as you said, you don't really need to book, read books and all because as human beings, we have these special abilities. And if we just sit in silence and I found with meditation, there is so much of depth with, within us that if we read that as in not literally, but go into that and get to understand how we work as human beings, yeah. that is like a whole world to understand ourselves. And then when we bring other people into our lives and we're like, you are doing this to me, you're doing this to me, and you're causing me pain, and you're hurting me, is actually uh, your body calling out, your human inside, your soul inside saying, did you ever even get to know that I'm hurting inside? Yeah. I'm paining myself, I'm not forgiving myself. And the moment you cross that line of this whole forgiveness, guilt, shame thing, you're like a splurge, you're like, I'm everything, like this is what I am, and all I'm doing with you in this moment is just being the human that I am. And I'm not promising that I'm going to be like next person I talk to, I'm going to be super amazing with them, but I'm feeling your vibe, you're feeling my vibe, and we're vibing. Yes. 
that's how that, that's I, it you, you you just said it in the last i think the last two three sentences that 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 you are what you are in that moment you yeah. you you may not be great with the next person some another word that annoys me on linkedin is consistency <laughs> and, and i feel this and you mentioned this word earlier which was ro robots all these robots around you mm. and i'm just so worried that society is trying to be shaped or manipulated into being robotic mm. don't worry about consistency people because we're human beings and guess what human beings are not consistent we want we're just not built that way mm. scientifically anatomically whatever we are not consistent so you do not have to be consistent. Don't yeah. go to platforms, for example, as LinkedIn and, and where gurus are going to tell you, you've got to be consistent. No, you don't. You do not. Do you know something? I did going off the, off the pitch a little bit, but um, I, I didn't go on LinkedIn for, I think, about two months. I got more views in the two months I didn't step foot in LinkedIn than mm -hmm. I did was on it. I wasn't being consistent. <laughs> I got more interaction. I got more people wanting to join me and be my followers. Yeah. Uh, so that, that, that it's a lie. You don't need to be consistent. Be who you are. I, was, I wasn't in the mood to, to go on LinkedIn and it still worked. Just be who you are yeah. and, and, and things will happen. Some good, some bad, but something will happen. It's not just nothing. We're not living in a vacuum. Yeah. What so do you don't think, have to be consistent. What do you think about self-discipline, this whole idea of self-discipline? Okay, so self-discipline in general, is a great thing to aspire to. Uh -huh. yeah. I struggle with self-discipline. <laughs> so when I'm, I'm, when, I'm when, <laughs> when I'm saying any of this, as in anything I have said on anyone's podcast or any of my writings anywhere on the internet, I am telling you from a flawed perspective. I like it. I would love to have it. I aspire to it. Yeah. But it's very hard. And do not beat yourself up when you fail at it. Totally. You know, I, as, I aspire to go to bed. You know, like you read these. Oh, again, going back to the, the, the 10 things that super successful people do and they get up at 5 a.m. Well, you know what? Yeah. Come on now. You know, not everyone's built that way. I'm a night, I'm a night bird. Uh -huh. So, oh, they get up at 5 a.m. before everyone's, everyone's got up. Well, if I'm working till 3 in the morning, I'm still working while everyone's asleep. So I, I'm still winning, right? Yeah. So you it. don't have to follow this rule. That's it. The self-discipline doesn't have to be like that. You can find another way. Mm. So I, I, you know, I, I'm meant to go to the gym four times a week. I don't do that. I'm meant to go to bed before 11 p.m. I try, but I don't do that. I watch Netflix and then it's 2 a.m. before I know it. And, you know, give yourself a break. I will still aspire to do it. Tonight, I've told myself, Adrian, you will be in your bed by 11 o'clock. You will not be watching Netflix. You will read a book until you fall asleep. <laughs> it may happen, it may not. I'll let you know but I won't beat myself up over it. Totally. I'll, feel a, I'll be angry with myself in the morning. Totally. You know, I'll be tired, I'll be groggy, uh, I'll be irritable, mm. but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna beat my, myself up all day over it. And totally. nobody should do that. Self-discipline is exactly that, it's self. Mm. So mm. work it to how you are. Try, by all means, try as, as much as you want to try for it. Totally. And, and great, if you can do it mm. and it, it, it fits your routine, and you make it your routine, you make it your habit, more power to you. I'm pleased for you. Mm. And somewhere along the line, I'm going to find out what my routine is. Mm. But I don't have to follow yours. I don't have to follow anybody's. I'm not going to get, I'm not going to do the 5 a.m. club. It's just not me. I, I'm realistic about that. <laughs> I'm, I'm more productive in, in, in the hours, uh, sort of from 10 p.m. Till, till 2 a.m. than I am ever at 4.30 a.m. 
<laughs> so, you know, you find a routine yourself. that works for you. You know yourself and you're not hard on yourself. And I love that because the thing is that, uh, and I say I love this and I use the word love a lot because um, for me, it's always coming from the heart space. And the moment I use the word love, it keeps me connected. Yeah. And I've just accepted that about myself. And when I'm yeah. vibing, it always comes naturally. So what I was saying was that when I was a new mom uh, and with having this baby, I was like trying to follow everything the doctors and the nurses, you know, especially with the feeding part and everything. I'm, I'm bringing this forward is because many women don't talk about this. And it's like, mm -hmm. they tell you that the baby needs to be fed at this time and oh, not yeah. fed at this time. Even if it's crying, let the baby cry. The sleeping part where they let them cry in the cradle. And then some people saying, don't cry, let them cry, hold them because when they get older, they will never hug you. So and as a new mom, you're bombarded by so much. And then you start doing things like, okay, I'm going to be like doing self-discipline, wake up before the baby wakes up. You know, when the baby turns three years old, you're like, before he wakes up, I will do my meditations and things like that. See, even now when my da daughter's six and my son's three, I have my moments where I'm like, I wake up at six and I do it when I can. Yeah. And I do it and I enjoy it. But if I can't do it after three days, I don't beat myself about it. Sometimes if I get... Well, I, woke up, I wake up late because I didn't sleep well in the night and I just don't wake up on time and my daughter is going to be late for school. I explained to her that mommy overslept. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to make her feel bad at school first. I make sure that the teacher knows that. So she's okay. And I tell, like on the way to school, I tell her it's a beautiful day. It's a lovely day. You was going to have a fantastic day. So I kind of like talk to her that no matter what happens, mommy's human too. Exactly. Like mommy can go wrong. So I think it's so important as grown-ups to tell yes. our little ones that we are humans. We're not just parents who know everything right. So I'm very open with my daughter. If I, if I cry, I cry in front of her. If I have some, I, so it's not behind doors, which was such a, I think that things, things that went on for generations and generations. It, it did. It did when I grew up. It was like that. It, it, I, everything you've just experienced was was, was yeah. what you're what you are doing with your daughter is every, everything that I didn't have, mm. and See? I think it's so important what you're doing. And the other thing, talking about going back to to infancy babies, mm. why do people who tell us these things? I know I know they have good intentions, and I'm not taking that away from them. But why do they treat or speak about the baby like it's a thing yeah. rather than a person? That baby has part of you and, 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 and the other person that you made that baby with, and they have these qualities already in them. Yeah. You could bring a baby up, two, two babies up, in the same identical way, and those babies would, 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 would be different adults okay. or even different youngsters. Yes. I, 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 I've seen children, yeah, I've seen children of, of friends or, or ex-friends and associates mm -hmm who, I don't know if you know or, 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 or your, your, your watchers and listeners would know about um, Dr. Spock. He was in the 70s. Yes, he, I he, love he, Yeah, so word yeah. of warning. My a friend, <laughs> an ex-friend of mine was brought up um, by parents who, who followed every word of that book. And he went right off the rails. <laughs> My dad used there. to he, follow it. He was, he was given an abundance of love an abundance of, of care, attention. He was adulated, you know, they absolutely put him on a pedestal. And what happened? He went right off the rails. Mm. I know another child that's been treated that way. 
and they are as good as gold. They're a wholesome, rounded individual. Totally. You just, you just don't know. And this is going back to everything we've been talking about up until this point about, well, what is the right thing to do? Mm. It's up to you. Okay. Use as much intelligence as you can. Use as much experience from your own experience and other people's experience. And you have to make the call at the end of the day. Yeah. Don't just follow a pattern mm. that someone else has cut out for you. Mm. It's like you, someone saying, oh, I've made a dress for you. Mm. Great, but it doesn't fit me. Mm. Yeah, well, then it's your fault. You, you've got to lose some weight to fit in it. Yeah. No, 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 no. That's not how it works. Yeah. I, buy, I buy it. That the one that fits me. Find what fits you. Find out who you are first. Definitely. Adrian, if we could go back to your childhood, I feel like, I mean, I'm, I'm a bit intuitive and I feel like you, this, this happened very earlier on where you got a lot of people telling you what to do, how to do, and this is the way to do. And if not, then you get punished or something like I, I'm feeling that why where there's like consequences where do, 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 is, is, is that is that can you can you sense it in my rebellious nature why i'm i'm kind of anti-authoritarian people know. say i'm very anti-authority where did is, it start like did you have yeah. people around you who always told you to follow a certain way of being yes. and that didn't resonate here like i knew from a very young age that i was sensitive i to lean is an understatement. I leant towards the arts, yeah. you know, drawing, painting, writing, poetry, Beautiful. literature. And that's all I wanted to do. I'm not interested in science. I'm not interested in math. I know they're important. I'm not decrying mm -hmm. that they are important. My brain just isn't very well geared to that. And I was told, stop doing that. Yeah. That'll never get you anywhere. That'll never get you money. You'll never get rich just writing mm -hmm. stupid stories. You'll never get rich drawing stupid drawings. Mm. Um, take your head out of the clouds and get on with something that is more important than money making mm. and that's what happened mm. I was forced into a way of thinking into a way of behaving mm. and something, something inside snapped um, because it, it was a juxtaposition to who I am yeah um mm. And that, no, I, I could talk for hours about that because it, <laughs> it has affected my life. Well, we all really has. We always have these experiences that tell us more and more about who we really are. And it's that little leap and it's that little window that opens up and tells you, this is not who you are. Would you like to mm. be who you are? Or do you want to go on that uh, harder journey to get to know mm. who you are? Are you ready to choose that? And you choose that any day because of what you're experiencing every day is so hard on you that you're like, I'd rather take the unknown path to get to know who I am, even though I won't get to know, but I'd rather be there, rather be safe there than to be unsafe here, yeah. right? Yeah, I, I'm only getting, and I hope people yeah. do exactly what you've just said there, Yeah. because I've done it very late in life hmm. and I just wish I did it 20 years ago. There's nothing such as late, though, I've realized. It's all a... No, it's me being greedy. I wish, <laughs> I, wish I had more time. <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, there's no such thing as too late. Yes. But I'm just greedy. And when people say, oh, no, I wish I'd done it. It is pure greed. I just wish I had 20 more years doing what I want to do. <laughs> when, we talk, when we talk like a 3D, very, very human, like operating in this world kind of person, then we have to explain 
ourselves to other people. So we, we put up at this as a joke, like this is the yeah. comedy factor where yeah. you try to like, you're like, oh, you're just like being funny here. But yeah. like, I do you realize that when we are really funny, that's when we're actually speaking our truths. And like, yeah. that's, that's like the most intuitive sixth sense sort of place we are in. And we're just laughing and two people just laughing. Do you realize yeah. that? In jest, there's a lot of truth. I think that's the saying. I, like, I can't remember. There's a Latin version of that, which is the original. But yeah, when we joke, there's a lot of truth. A lot of truth. Mm. But um, mm. yeah, there's, there's, there's never a, really a right time. It's the time when you decide that you want to do something. Yes. Yes. And it's like taking that step towards it because nobody knows how long life is, right? We judge everything by, oh, we'll get, we will, let's not get morbid, but we, no. we die because we get old and then we die, right? Yeah. Who's and we say, have this expectation that we're going to live yeah. to about 80 or 90. Yes. Yeah. And, and I don't know where that comes from. When people are always like, oh, you know, yeah. I'm saving. I see all these yes. on LinkedIn as well and, and occasionally on YouTube and Instagram. Oh, you know, uh, save for your future. And by the time you're, you're, you're 75, you're going to have half a million back. I may not make it. I'm going to, I'm going to make it to 75. <laughs> not gonna you know i each to their own if you want to save your money and live right that's great but you yeah. could be hit, you know again not being morbid but you, you you could be hit by a bus tomorrow so you have yeah. to decide you have to you find the decide. balance and i'm going to yeah. save a bit of money but i'm also going to enjoy my money because i want to enjoy myself while i'm living and breathing you know that's it and and be more human be more you and be more just the way you are right yeah take risks be a little crazy yeah and i think that that is Actually, mankind's biggest issue mm. is that we have been, we've been manipulated, let's use that word again, into mm. being commodities, mm. into being consumers, mm. and into behaving a certain way. Mm. Um, it's almost like the Matrix, in a sense, the film. Uh, we have to okay. stop being, yeah, we have to stop being used as batteries. Mm. Or like hens in a, let's explore that word battery, used as hens or chickens in a battery farm. Mm. Get out of the cage. Yeah. Go and run around. Yeah. Go and see that there's something else going on. And this is what I find that people have a problem with me because the things that I've done in my life. Mm. I know when you asked me at the beginning, you know, tell me about you. And I said, it's, it's too long. I mean, I, I, this time last year, I just came back from living for, for three years in South America mm. where I was an English teacher. Okay. Um, prior to that, I was a police officer. Prior to that, I was, you name it, I did it. I, I've been a chef, I've been a butcher, I've been a fishmonger, I've, I've, I've tried everything. Exactly. Um, that's why I said you haven't got long enough for a podcast to, to go through <laughs> my CV. Um, and that's why I have to pricey my CV because other recruiters are like, oh no, this is too much, Adrian. Uh, what are you? You know, I don't know what you are. It's like, well, I, I am whatever you want me to be. Um, I can do all right, I'm not an expert or anything. I'm a jack of all trades. That's why it says that on my LinkedIn page. I'm a jack of all trades. I'm a master of none. Yeah. But I can do whatever it is you ask of me. Yeah. I'm a bit like you too. As long as there's no maths and there's no science involved in it, I can do it. <laughs> <laughs> Same with me. Maths is a bit prob a bit big problem for me till date. And now that I have to teach my daughter, I'm like, whoa. Like it's all coming back to you. Though you're like, I can live without it. But then you're like, oh, okay. So I don't know this stuff. I don't know grade one stuff. So <laughs> so it's like, okay, then uh, I'm always counting on my fingers and I'm always like yeah. in my head divided by multiplied yeah. by in my head it comes as shapes rather than actual calculations you know that's it so so yeah your mind is like mine i, I think in pictures 
Yeah, um, I think it. in colours and pictures, and 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 that's why I find mathematics hard. Yes, yes, and as I said, uh, I'm a lot like you in terms of like I always say this: uh, master of none, jack of all trades. Yeah. Uh, only now I'm just trying to structure things a bit, but at the same time, I'm not hard on myself. I'm open to what the way I'm going to things now, and people might think, "Oh, she's doing podcasting, she's doing soul coaching, she's doing." I'm for me. Everything is just this vibrational feeling that I'm going towards with open arms and whatever comes, comes, whatever goes, goes. I'm not even doing the 3D thing where everybody's just thinking about goals and I don't know, uh, this is the way I am happy. But I'm shocked to that. This is what shocks me every day. Every day this shocks me. And, and, and again, bringing LinkedIn to it because this is all about... <laughs> Uh, um, business and, and, and life and, and a large proportion of your life is working why do people have this attitude as you've just said that people have with you is how can you know how can you do this podcasting and how can you do this soul soul yeah. uh, um, courses and all this yeah turn, turn that around turn that around how can you be driving a car uh cooking for your kid um you know looking after a pet yeah. how can you have all these responsibilities but guess what we do we are um, polymaths. We are able to do a lot of things. We're human beings. We can do whatever we put our mind to. I don't know when it started that people just just pigeonhole you, and that's why I really hate the question when people come up to me and go, "What do you do?" Mm. It's like, well, uh, w w yeah, that that question is so big. Do you, do you realize what you've just asked? What what do I do? I do what everything. Is the first question they ask you, like, like are, are you a doctor? Are you are you? It's like, well, why do I just have to be one thing? Why, yeah. in your mind? Mm. And by that, you're judging your own self that you can only do one thing, which yeah. means you're putting yourself down. Yeah. I mean, you know you do, you, do, you do 12 things a day that are all different, yeah. right? Yeah. So why do we do that to ourselves? Who made us feel that we can only do one thing? That's it. That's it. Uh, all my life also, I have changed, changed a lot of like these small time jobs when I was doing my university. And um, I just kept on changing the, and I, I felt wherever I ended up being, uh, I could behave the way they wanted me to behave. So I realized that it doesn't really matter what your qualifications are. It's just being that person they expect you to be. And I always got out when I was not happy, right? Yeah, yeah. And it just reflected in my work when I was not happy. Exactly. And, and I'm glad for all that experience, as you said, because you just keep learning and going. And right now, I am doing multiple things again. Like I'm also a mom, I'm doing podcasting, I'm doing the soul coach thing. Just a while ago, I was doing nothing and just thinking about filmmaking. Like one day I will make a film and just watching cartoons with my kids and eating popcorn yeah. and going like, what am I doing with my life? And putting <laughs> myself down because of those voices saying you are weird because you're doing so many things and you, uh, you're not really doing them. It's all in your head. And I was, I always, even when I was in school, I thought I was the weird one because I just didn't get along with the typical girls and I didn't get along yeah. with those people. Yeah. And I think for me, the way it did not work out was because when I was in school, my self-esteem went down and I thought the first person who said, oh, you're lovely, oh, you're beautiful. I thought, oh, like I'm on top of the world, right? Yeah. And that yeah, really messes there. up your head. Yeah, been yeah. there, in there. <laughs> I think that's why at, at this we say age, but we don't mean age, as you pointed out earlier. It, it's yeah. just at this point in my life, hmm. I'm happy to just literally be the way I am. I used to be a people pleaser. Hmm. 
and I couldn't wait to, to, to please people in order to get that reaction. Yeah. Because you, can, you become addicted to it. The dopamine starts running in your body like, wow, this person likes me. I need to carry yeah. on doing this. Mm. But you get to a stage where you get tired mm. of pleasing somebody yeah. just so you can get a little hit yeah. of that, that feeling good. And now I don't go out of my way to, to make somebody. And I, that was manipulation on my part for me to manipulate the situation so that I would get that little bit of cocaine, a little bit of dopamine hit that I needed. Um, oh yeah, I really like, I really like you, Adrian. Oh, that's great. I need more of that. Okay. What else can I do for you? And you get tired. You get physically, emotionally, and spiritually tired. And then you think, listen, why can't you just like me for who I am when I'm not doing those things, when I'm not being that person, when I'm not being the comedian on stage? Yes. We all love the comedian on stage, but do we like the person when they're not in the act? Yeah. When they go off stage? Would That's you still think, would you still like them? Mm. That's it. We need That's to figure out that part. That's it. That's exactly it. Um, people like people for their credentials. As you said, people coming up to you say, what do you do? I mean, yeah. if you go to a social gathering, which doesn't happen too much these days, but I mean, before COVID, people would just look at you like, where do you live? What yeah. do you do? Like, I will be your friend based on that. Yeah, because they're looking to, again, just an opinion, but generally speaking, it feels like they're just looking to get something from you. So they want you to be one of the four or five basic like food groups. Are you a doctor? Are you a lawyer? <laughs> uh, uh, you know, uh, that kind of thing. And yeah. if you're not in that, in that food group, they don't want to know you. So yeah. when, when people were asking me, and this happens with recruiters, you know, um, so, so, so what, did you, what, what have you done uh, recently? And I'd say, oh, I was a teacher. Oh, great. I've got this great teaching jobs uh, lined up for you. Yeah. Uh, but I, I haven't got any qualifications in teaching. Well, that, that's not possible. How, then how are you a teacher? Um, I walked into a school in South America where they just needed people who spoke good English and could, could, could advise and, and could, could, could teach. And I said, mm. I found out I had a, a natural knack for that. Mm. Oh, no, but, 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 but that's not possible. Yeah, it is possible. You just need to expand your mind. And people can't do that. Mm. And then they're like, well, hang on. So what did you do before that? Well, I, I was a police officer. Well, how can you be a police officer and then, go, and then become a teacher? that's not possible and it's like it's they can't think mm. outside of the box that they themselves have been manipulated and put into mm. that this is life you go to school you go to college you study one subject for three years you come out and you get a job based on what you did at university and that's your life then you get married you have kids and you die and and that is what i think it feels like to me 90 percent of of, of, of the, the the waking pub you know population are like and they can't deal with it. And people say, well, why did you go to South America? Well, why not? Why not? Exactly. Why not? That's it. Yeah. I, I mean, I mean the, the deeper thing is, I, well, I met, I met my wife. Oh, oh, so you were out there backpacking or something cool like that? No, I, I, I met her online. You met her online? Isn't that really dangerous? Isn't she just looking for a green card or, or a passport? Mm. No, not everyone's like that. Mm. Uh, so I went out there, we met, we fell in love, and, and, and I got married out. You got married out there? What were you thinking? Mm. I was thinking it was a pretty cool place to, to live. I really like the, the climate and I like mm. the people and the, the way of life. And they just look at you and then they just walk away because the neurons in, in, inside their brain have just blown up and they can't handle it. They get, it's like a computer that's overloaded. They, they're like, I can't deal with this. I can't deal with this. I need to go and find a doctor or, or a lawyer or someone who, who's like on the level. Because they have been living their lives so similarly, all their lives they have been living in the square, 
that somebody outside the square living in different bubbles that can be cocked up at the same time because yeah. we can like our bubble can pop and then we can go like oh but they feel safe they yeah. feel safe like that and, that's, and that's why i don't do very well at cocktail absolutely. parties because people just just get infuriated with me and like now they're like so so where's where's your wife and i'm like um she's still over there well why is she still over there well because you know um, COVID happened and she couldn't get her visa and she didn't get here in time. Oh, so, so, so when was the last time you saw your wife? Um, over a year ago. Wait, and you're still, you, you, you're still in a stable relationship. You're still Who are happy, you to say this to me? Like, why do you have to look at my life? Do you basically, yeah, but that's what, but this is what happens to, this happens to me almost on a daily basis. <laughs> wow. And that's why I find people like, Oh, Adrian, you're just weird. You're just weird, man. If I hadn't seen my wife for, for more than two weeks that, you know, I'd be, I'd be getting the divorce ready. Well, you know, how, you can, how, how can you, how can you have a relationship like that? It's like, well, you try, you try really hard. You have a lot of conversations over WhatsApp, Skype and, and, and anything else. And you just keep it alive. Well, I couldn't do that. Well, that's on you. But guess what? I can do that. You can. You can. And, and, you can do whatever and, and, you tell yourself. And, and then you get, you get, so you get, you get, this is the kind of response internally that I can imagine that they're having. There's a mixture of, I don't understand this guy. He's a weirdo. I couldn't, I can't possibly relate to him. Oh yeah. And then the second thing on top of that is jealousy. It's like, mm -hmm. well, how can he do all these things? I've had this so many times on LinkedIn, which is why I quit LinkedIn almost. Because people just turn around to me and say, um, you know, you, you have no right to write about anything because you have no qualifications. And I said, well, I, th I think I do have a right because I, I've lived it. I've experienced it. Um, I've done it. It's like climbing, you, you climb Mount Everest without oxygen and you come down and you go hey uh, hey everybody i i well you, you don't make a big thing out of it you, you people say um so what have you just been doing this weekend i, I just climbed mount everest well how how is that possible you need sherpas you need oxygen i don't know how that's possible but i i, I just did it and people are like no don't believe you. You, you you're a liar and and there's so there's anger and then there's that jealousy that creeps in i think well you know how how does how did he do that it's don't not fair I studied really hard. I did six years at college and, and, you know, I did all this and I met all the right people and I, and I, I spoke to the, to the, to the right industry. And how come he can do it? Yeah. I can't it's help it. You took the risk. You took the risk and you went with your adventurous. Spirit. And also sometimes this is what I want people to learn is that you have it intrinsically inside you. If you have a gift, yeah. find out what that gift is and use it. And by the way, that gift isn't going to come through reading a book or, 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 or going, doing a, a 12 week online course. If you have a natural tendency towards something, go and explore that. Totally. Uh, with my soul coaching, you've really gotten me to think about that where I am is a happy place. It really is because, um, Adrian, the way I got into soul coaching is like I was already on this path of getting to know myself. I'd had my experiences and I was a filmmaker who was not making films because I needed the finances for it. And I was with my kids and I was in this place where things happened to me and happened in front of me and I can observe it. I would say they happened around me. They shook my into, uh, like internal uh, in, inner voice. And I was like on the spiritual path where I started to get to know myself and whatever I saw and heard and read was just in sync with what I already knew inside. So then the way the soul coaching thing started was, it's very interesting, Adrian, it's because the way I have done it is with a coach who has not done nothing but made me realize that my experiences were all my learning. 
and that I've done my learning through my experiences only. And now all she's doing is helping me conduct it to others and how to call them in to the marketing world of it. But other than that, the whole process is whatever you know is very important. It's inside you. It's intrinsically inside you. We just need, we have these, we have these knowledge gaps about, I do as well, you know, with this business that I'm just starting. I know about the side that I'm trying to teach and reach other people with, but I don't know how to do the business bits. Yes. So I need someone to teach me about how, well, how do I do this in order to, to, to give them my lesson. It's like, you, you know how to be, a, you know how to teach because, because you, you teach your daughter. Hmm. But sometimes you think, but, but I, I, I need a school to do it in. So you've got to go and find a school to go and be a teacher in. You may be a teacher, but you need a place, a location, or, or, yeah. or you, need, you need the tools. You need a whiteboard. You need the, the markers. Yes. You, you have the gift of teaching. You just need the little, little tools to help you um, give your gift. That's it. That's it. And I couldn't it's have It's like that. having a gift. You bought a gift for someone. You just need the wrapping paper for it. You know? That was it. Exactly. You said it so well because I couldn't have, I was looking at courses and it didn't make sense to me. It didn't make, like, it didn't compute. Like, am I going to learn somebody else's way of doing this? Though what my experience is, what I think could help others. And the way this is becoming is like, I made a course out of whatever life has taught me. Exactly. <laughs> That's what I've done. And now I'm only just using these marketing and business tools, like how to do a business because I'm not business savvy, which is important if I want to make money out of it and make a livelihood out of it. If I want to bring food to the table, which is what we need to do uh, as grown-ups. So bring it on. I would rather do this than to be not having any money for the things I want to do and just depending on others and never exploring this part about me and con- not connecting the both. So I'm just giving it a try. So yeah, um, th- we're coming to that part of the podcast now, Adrian, which is pretty much in the end, what I do is like a gratitude for you, like a gratitude card thing. Uh, I put pull out a card intuitively and they are not any magical voodoo kind of cards, <laughs> no oracle and tarot cards. So don't worry about that. This is all full of love and it's all called, it's called the power thought cards. Power thought cards. And it's when I will be saying my gratitude for the wonderful time I have spent with you today and all the wonderful things you've shared with us. So I think gratitude is very important. So to, to say thank you, sorry is important too, as you said. Thank yeah. you is important if, if it's said appropriate, appropriately because it brings more and more to you because you're like, it's like a dominant effect, don't you think? Yes. yes, without a doubt. Yes. Without a doubt. So, no, thank you very much. Thank <laughs> you so much for, for inviting me on your podcast. It, it's, 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 it's probably weird to, to, to say this. Uh, I think I've said this to Adam. It's wonderfully cathartic. It's very therapeutic. It's nice to be able to give and to receive at the same time. And what I've given has also, I've also received from it. Thank you so much. It's so good to hear this. And um, always like uh, wonderful to have conversations with Adam too. And he had wonderful things to say about you. And uh, without a doubt, he was right. He was absolutely <laughs> right. And I can understand why, why he's had multiple podcasts with you so far. It's like, <laughs> who's next? Oh, I've done three podcasts. Who's, who's the fourth guy? Oh, it's, it's Adrian. Of course, it has to be Adrian. Why, why would it be anybody else? It's like, 
that's how probability works, right? Yes. <laughs> it's three of everybody else and then yeah, it's me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm always in the cycle. Yeah. So, uh, Jay, Well, I, like I told him, I said, look, if ever you're, you're, you, you know, you go through your dry periods, I said, just, just call me up. Just literally throw, just pick a word out of, out of uh, I don't know, out of anywhere. I'm, I'll just talk on it. It's not a problem that's for it. me. That's it. So let's see what card comes out for you today. So they are power thought cards. They're very positive cards. And I'm going to be thinking about you when I'm putting it out. And if it resonates, let it resonate. If it doesn't, then we'll just chuck it out because we only like what we want to like, right? So, right. <laughs> exactly. We are the masters of, of the destiny. <laughs> totally. So the card that's come out for you, oh, wow. It says, I don't know if you can see it, but I'll read it. It says, no, wait, wait, hold it. And um, says the past, the past is over. Oh my god! <laughs> and uh, it's got that. Um, okay, so on the other side it says there's more on it. Yeah. It, what does it say? It, Read it out. It just helps me. I don't have to make it up. You know. <laughs> <So> <laughs> this is what the card says, uh, and it says, "This is a new day, one that I have never lived before. I stay in the now." and enjoy each and every moment. So the past is over. This is the new day, one that I have never lived before. I stay in the now and enjoy each and every moment. So that's it. I will endeavor to do that. <laughs> really, back to self-discipline again. I will do my best. Uh, oh, it's just, a, it's just to make your heart flutter a bit, like yeah. this wonderful feeling. But it's so true. Yeah. The past is over, and, and yeah. we all need to take something away from that. That's it. We, That's we it. cannot be, be held by the chains of the past. That's it. And wonderful speaking to you, Adrian. And, uh, we went on with, I thought it would be like a half an hour. Then I was like, wow, 45 minutes, and I'm still going on. <laughs> and, and Adam warned, warned me, um, and it's getting me a bit hard. It's getting a bit hard to talk because I've just got these invisible braces, but I hope... You could you could hear me clearly. Perfectly, today. no problem. <laughs> warmed me is becoming like warmed me, and I'm like, no, I didn't say that. No. <laughs> so wonderful talking to you, Adrian. Elia, thank uh, you so much for having me on your show. It was really, really great, and and I hope we can do it again sometime soon. Same here. Have a good uh, what is it afternoon there? Afternoon for us. Yes. I'm yes. going to go and take the the, the depressive dog for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> and it's already Saturday here, so I'm going to be partying right after this. Yeah. <laughs> you have a good one. Thank you so and much. You too. Wonderful. You're job. very welcome, Celia. Thank, Thank you. Bye-bye. And if you would like to keep in touch with Adrian Wetrell, you can do so by going on LinkedIn and typing in Adrian Wetrell. And also on Instagram, you can contact him on Santa Cruz Brit, which is spelt as S-A-N-T-A-C-R-U-Z-B-R-I-T.